0: welcome everybody to the lazy geeks podcast I'm Stephen Vargas
1: I'm Adam Riley
0: and now the news
1: <laughs> the joke's never gonna get old it really no, is it,
0: it really isn't and I don't give a shit what people say <laughs> <laughs> uh, so one one thing that happened this week and just jump right in is we got kind of a uh kind of a heavy show this week um for a week that was kind of weak. We have a lot of stuff to talk about. Yeah. Um, uh, Batman versus Superman. The footage that was shown at Comic-Con was leaked out online for about a day or two uh, before it got taken <laughs> down. Uh, it was reported earlier this week that, that the footage that was shown at Comic-Con was not going to ever be released outside. Primarily because it wasn't actual footage. It was conceptual art that they kind of animated together to make a trailer. Basically, they had nothing filmed or ready for anybody. Which always pisses me off about DC, is that they do this all this time, but yet Marvel can spend a day shooting shit, and will have something for you to see.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: You know, and it's always, it's always kind of irritated me. Um, or at least have the cast talk to the audience, you know. Oh, we have Ben Affleck, Henry Cavill, and uh, Gal Gadot. Wave, everybody. Now, Bye bye You know? <laughs> now, Bye <bye-bye>. bye Yeah. <laughs> now, get out of here.
1: <laughs> That's funny. You
0: don't want Joe. But anyway, uh, Adam found it online, showed it to me. Um, I have to say I wasn't all that impressed simply because I knew, like, oh, it wasn't even, like, actual footage. If it was real footage, like if it was sad Batman and, you know, Henry Cavill and then you see that kind of thing – it would have been cool, but this because now it's like on. It looked animated, like it wasn't even real. So it was just kind of like meh.
1: I thought it was just kind of cool. I thought the scene was just cool.
0: I mean, that would have been. Oh, can you? It, it, it would have been so much different if it was sad. Batman looking up, and you see Harry Harry Cavill right there with his eyes going red, and just something kind of, kind of cool like that. I mean, how much does that exactly. take to film? I mean, Jesus. Yeah. You know, you can take pictures of sad Batman all you want, but you can't put together a thirty-second little teaser.
1: Sad Batman, no.
0: <laughs> you know what be funny is if you see Ben Affleck in, in the movie walk away and then all of a sudden out of nowhere you hear <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's copyright
0: yeah. it. <laughs> like What? It's sad Hulk music
1: <laughs> Uh <laughs> Excuse me while I open my drink. Oh my god. Jeez. <laughs> oh,
0: that was my I guess my dog heard you uh opening that Coke or something. <laughs>
1: Opening a coconut by five antioxidant infusions drink.
0: What kind Bitch. of what, what kind of sorcery is that? I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> it's it tastes made... like coconuts. So <laughs> it's it's made of mystical fruits and vegetables and a unicorn.
1: <laughs> unicorn piss is the base.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and nothing makes me pee stronger. Thanks.
1: Oh shit! Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, so oh, we want we wanted to. We're not doing it right now, but uh, I'll go into that why. But uh I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> what he said. <laughs> we're, we're looking into switching. Um, currently, we use Skype to record this podcast, which is has has its pros and cons. More cons than pros. Uh, one thing is they're changing up. Um they're what is it called that they're changing they're
0: changing their desktop api so you can you technically at some point you won't be able to record skype conversations yeah. like you used to because microsoft owns it and microsoft does stuff like that all the time
1: because they're so, probably going to
0: offer something that you can buy
1: yeah exactly like an add-on to it or something but the um we wanted to kind of look at something different before that day just suddenly comes uh, so we looked around a lot, and we finally settled on. Uh, it looks like we're settling on TeamSpeak. Um, we just tested it, and it works fine. They, we, we're not using it right now because we're using a public server, and we're getting too much uh, delay because it's the servers like in Canada, you know, and and stuff like that. And there's That's like not a about n- Canada. Just, nothing. Just no, it's just far away from us. Right. Um, we also know I noticed too. I don't know if you noticed this, but when the uh, my delay started getting worse on your end a bunch of people had logged in yeah. to use that server so we are going to get our own little space i was looking at prices it was like $3 a month you know so i think i can handle it
0: yeah, yeah, yeah I, so. I i, I see it next month uh, see what had happened was the way my bank account set up
1: <laughs> <laughs> i get i get 250 put in savings <laughs> right it's $2.50 put in savings <laughs>
0: Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's going to be kind of cool because, yeah, we definitely want to get off relying on Skype because then when Skype fucks up, at least here yeah. – And we were playing around with it, and one of the big things is when you open Facebook up, <laughs> and if you open Facebook up while we're doing podcasts, sometimes you'll hear, like, Adam kind of trail in or I kind of trail in. it's simply because one of us opened Facebook at that time, and it's it just it just sucks bandwidth like there's no tomorrow. Uh, now that they've installed that, oh, autoplay video. like you, <laughs> So it's like every time, it's turning into Vine when you pass the video. That, that autoplay,
1: autoplay video thing is so fucking annoying. Oh, like it, may, it makes, because Facebook was slow enough.
0: All right.
1: <laughs> and now it's like every once in a while I'm just scrolling through and I can't do that steady just scroll anymore. Yeah. It always has to freeze for a second to load yeah. stupid videos. Of I know. Dumb yeah. shit that I don't care about. <laughs> um,
0: But yeah, so... Uh, We want to try to get off that. Get in on a server would be cool because it would just be both of us, and we can do whatever we want on there. And it it just would be cool because then we could have a bunch of other people log in to it and and not drain the resources that, you know, we have to deal with. Um, Oh, one other thing I wanted to mention. I did this before, but I discontinued because we were using something else. But I found the right plugin, and It's actually really cool now. We are on Tumblr.
1: Uh, yeah I noticed that today.
0: Yeah, lazygeeks.tumblr.com. Um and uh it, it if you're on Tumblr if you don't like going to you know the website or anything like that, you're actually on Tumblr more than anything else. Our stories are published there full, they're not truncated like they were before. I actually got rid of those because we were using we use WordPress uh as our uh as our blog uh, uh
1: API basically. A,
0: yeah, but yeah, basically API. And uh it it, when you had um, one of their plugins that comes over from wordpress.com it allows you to just like send to anyone you want problem is is that when you use that one it truncated the thing and it forced you to go back to um, lazygeeks.com I didn't care too much for that because it kind of looked a little I don't know it just didn't look right to me I thought well if you're gonna put it on there you might as well put the whole fucking thing so after a bit I had it on there and I taken it off. And finally, I, this last week, I decided, you know what, I want to put it back on there because we have it, might as well use it. So then I found a um, an, a plugin, and it puts it in there beautifully now. So yeah. all the ones today that were going in there, I was actually, and the cool thing too is I was getting, we were immediately getting up a lot of likes. The truncated ones weren't getting much traction. These ones, a lot of reblogs, a lot of um, a lot of likes on them. So some good stuff. So we, so if you're in if you're in there if you're on tumblr we are we are on there too so good place to check us out there but uh yeah so i got some cool stuff on there reopened the vine account so hopefully this week i'll start doing little vine shit um of course you know they have that nudity thing so obviously i can't show my penis which mm-hmm. which is always the dream he you know? also
1: doesn't have that super zoom lens yeah it really capture its essence <laughs>
0: Now, I don't have an iPhone, so I can't get that. You know, uh, lens <laughs> attachment. You <Yeah. laughs> know, that power zoom, dude. I. Okay, so like I was with Heather yesterday, and we were. She was looking at Groupon. Oh, she almost got a fifty-inch TV for like three thirty yesterday. No shit. Yeah, and then her. I'm shut my dog up for a second. <laughs> uh, but what happened was, is uh, she went on there and. She has an old, she had an old credit card on there. So they're like, oh, you know, the credit card actually didn't go through. And she was like, oh, damn it. So she went to switch it. TV sold out. Uh, I was like, "Ah, oh, damn.
1: You got to hit when the iron's hot, baby.
0: Seriously. But uh, the whole reason for that was she was looking. So, of course, she's looking through that. And she's like, oh, you think I should get these little attachments for my iPhone? I just looked at her. And she's like, you know, the lens attachments I look at, I just shake my head. I'm like, no, it's not a camera. <laughs> mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: If you want that, buy an SLR.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and she's like, it's only like 13 bucks. I don't give a shit. You can buy something at McDonald's for 13 bucks.
1: <laughs> Straight up.
0: Uh, I was like, what the hell are you thinking? Anybody, if you're one of those people that decides, oh, I'm going to get those little attachments for my iPhone. No. Just <laughs> no.
1: no. No, just, just no.
0: <laughs> Your mama trained you better than that. <laughs> all right so moving on into our take my money section adam and i both agree on this one guardians of the galaxy yeah buddy Uh, saw that movie fresh today uh, take my fucking money dude take it all baby (laughs) uh i saw it uh 7 p.m show on thursday came out adam i was so glad that you saw it today i was like oh did we see this before the podcast yeah uh but uh, uh, if you if you think it's all hype, like oh, it's not. No, it is. It is that awesome.
1: Yeah, it deserves the hype. It's the, you know I gotta commend um the director. What was his name again? James Gunn. James Gunn. The pacing in that movie mm. was spectacular. Like it it never felt like it was being rushed or it was going too slow. Yeah. And that's the, always like because I'm not. I mean, Steve's a little more attentive to some of the directing cues, um, being that he 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 does some of that stuff but um, the only thing I really ever notice if I notice that a director's fucking up is pacing like if I'm bored right. or, if, <laughs> or if I feel like things aren't you know being explained enough but it was perfect oh man perfect
0: I mean it was it's just like it, it was one of the things like I, I think I said this in my review and if you guys haven't read my review there's a it's actually a spoiler free review um, it's one of those things where you know with all the movies and all the stuff where everybody's like, oh, Nolan-esque and all that stuff. This makes it fun to go to the movies. Like, it wasn't deep. It wasn't dark. I mean, they had character development, the balance of visuals with the music. It was a fun movie to enjoy. It, yeah. it really. A lot of people were comparing it to the original Star Wars. And I kind of have to agree. It was an adventure outside. It made, it made it okay to just enjoy the movie and have a good time.
1: I kind of like that, that, um, that parallel with, with uh, Star Wars because I really think the way you can compare it to the original Star Wars, and we're not going to get into discussion of, of what's a better movie and all that, but um, is that it's a sci-fi movie, but it's not focusing on the sci-fi.
0: Right.
1: And, and I think that's where Star Wars really shined. Is, is it focused on the, you're in, a, you're in science fiction, you're in space and all that, but you're not focusing on that. You're focusing on the character development, mm-hmm. uh, which is more important anyway. So, yeah. Downward
0: i mean it just was like from just the opening the opening on it had my attention all the way through and um, just and you can't explain you can't say enough about groot and rocket i am uh, Groot, <laughs> and just rocket was <laughs> bradley cooper and just the cgi team did so well yeah that character i mean get, and you need to get that guy's leg Cause I need it. Here's a leg, dude, I was just kidding about the leg. But how did he look at how did he look when he took his leg? Was he like hopping in one place?
1: <laughs> so fucked up.
0: <laughs> and then when the when they find out about the orb and stuff like that, like you still have that? What are you doing with that thing?
1: <laughs> Can't believe you had that in your purse. <laughs> it's a knapsack.
0: <laughs> oh I know. Old, it's a knapsack. <laughs> Oh man, and then just and then I, I know you guys have probably read it, but the whole legend of Footloose,
1: yeah, <laughs> which is spectacular. Oh,
0: really. no. My favorite though was still like oh I've had, we have gangsters, you know Billy the Kid, uh, uh Bonnie and Clyde, John Stamos. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love I love how on a separate note I love how my computer wants almost every time we we are recording it wants to do an update.
0: <laughs> naturally
1: then i minimize it because you know right we don't do updates while we're running things <laughs> Yes, yeah,
0: exactly oh man but yeah if if you haven't seen it yet you're doing life wrong yeah. um but you, you gotta go see it uh, it's just it's such a fun movie you will enjoy it
1: <laughs> when he busts he busts in the door star lord yes <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. so awesome I know star yes <laughs> I don't know, I think the movie's still kind of fresh so I don't want to talk about it too much but um, definitely worth going to see um, we will I will tell you this though when I get to my comic story there will be some spoilers on that end credit scene but honestly, if you haven't seen that what the end credit scene is yet you just don't use the internet
0: if, and if you're the idiot that gets up before the credits, if you go to, how can you go to a Marvel movie? Oh, half
1: of the theater got up.
0: Yeah, when you yep. said that, I was I was like, what the hell? Because even the same thing when I was there, I was like, why are you leaving? Like, even, <laughs> even Heather, who's not a, you know, who hasn't had the purview of all the Marvel movies, she looked at me like, why are they getting up?
1: <laughs> like, yeah. I was all epic about it because I was thinking about Thanos at the time, uh, and, and and my daughter because I took my daughter to see the movie. She goes, "Why are they getting up? Don't they know there's a scene?" I said, "Because they're fools and they're not worthy of the scene." <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which daughter did you take?
1: Uh, Samantha, the <laughs> oldest one.
0: Oh, she wanted to see it. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, it's like, why are you getting up, people? <laughs> come on. Have <laughs> we learned nothing from these Marvel movies? Right.
1: <laughs> I kind of wanna. I kind of wanna take. The other kids to see the turtles movie but that's you know that's a lot of money (laughs) yeah i know right and for a movie that might not be good
0: (laughs) yeah for a movie that might suck yeah
1: i knew guardians was going to be good so
0: yeah
1: wait till the dollar theater hits and i'll take them oh yeah there you go dollar oh i take dude my kids go to dollar theater steady they have a dollar theater over here that has like a little arcade and all the games are a quarter
0: Oh and then, shit. And
1: then um they have uh the popcorn super cheap. It's like two fifty for a little personal bag. And oh, they have like little kids packs and shit. Just, dude, I'll go there thirty bucks, I take the whole family.
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously, dude. Shit. Oh, on a on a side note, uh some of you may have noticed we didn't have a podcast this Sunday, uh or this past Sunday. The reason being is there's actually five Sundays in August we only do content for four. The problem being is that I don't want to have to sit there and decide what, what are we going to do two of in a month? So you figure it's just enough to just, okay, we still do the four, but we'll have to skip one day. So I figured we'll skip this one, especially with guardians being out. There's not a whole lot to talk about. (laughs) Uh, so, you know, from here on out, we're going to have one every week. So yeah, there'll be a time when that happens. So, um, yeah, so that's how that works. All right, so I guess it's uh, time we move on to some uh, to some uh, TV movie news.
1: Do it. Yeah.
0: So when most big-budget sitcoms go into renegotiations, it is usually stuff that makes the news. However, this one went under the radar until shortly before the San Diego Comic-Con. Last week was uh, slated the start of the eighth season of CBS's The Big Bang Theory. But many of the core actors had had yet to sign new deals before sitting down to read the new script. So when new uh, no deals were met, they pl- the planned filming of the new season was pushed back a week. So on Monday, it was announced that the main three, Jim Parsons, Johnny Galecki, and Kaylee Cuoco, have struck a new deal that puts them into friends territory. Their, previously, their previous salary was $350,000 an episode but knowing that the new deal between the studio and the network was for 3 seasons the actors decided to get a bigger piece of the pie their new deals which includes a larger piece of the show signing bonuses production perks and advances toward back ends will receive an upwards of a million dollars per episode Shit.
1: in addition I knew they were going to get it if they held
0: out dude. oh yeah and and you there's... have and you have to hold out as a team you can't hold there's out there's
1: no other it. choice like what are you going to do we're going to walk this is, yeah, going to push,
0: I mean, this is going to push you to season 10. You Most likely, you probably won't have a series like this again. You're going to go for broke. Yeah. Um, uh, in the addition to the deals, it's reported that Parsons has a production deal, which spans TV, movies, and possibly theater. Galecki and Cuoco have production arrangements as well. Galecki is actually producing a pilot for, uh, for Fox called No Place Like Home.
1: Co-starters, She's like, I got other shit going on.
0: Exactly. Hey, I'm the Priceline chick. Uh, co-stars of the series simon hills um helberg and uh kunal uh nair uh, still have to reach an agreement it is currently they are currently earning more than a thousand dollars an episode but are reportedly looking to close the gap between them and their fellow actors Uh, did you just
1: did you just say a thousand dollars an episode
0: a hundred thousand dollars
1: an episode i was about to say what the fuck (laughs) working for peanuts
0: um WBTV is expecting to solidify their deal later on Monday or Tuesday at the latest. The eighth season opener is slated to air on April t- on September 22nd with a 1-hour episode for the 24 episode season. They can still make up the full slate by only missing one week. However, if uh, Helberg and Nayar do not agree to the new contract, WBTV has two options: postpone production, even more to write them or write them out of the t- series for the missing episodes. Three Company, Three's Company did that as did Dukes of Hazard. Uh this should prove to be interesting. <laughs> Cuz the problem is is that like, like people were saying I was reading people online they're like They're not worth that kind of money. It's like they make money for the studio. They make money for CBS. They are worth that money and if you were part of that and you're like shit, we're going to go to 10 seasons I'm, we're probably never going to have this kind of success again. Fuck it, go for broke. What are they going to yeah. do? You know, Say so like, oh, you're too expensive. No, they're, because they know of those core three, if you got rid of any of them, that's going to change the dynamic of the show completely. So.
1: Yeah, really, they all have very intricate roles that they play. So it's, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's, uh, it was funny that people were even on the fence like, well, I don't know, are they going to get what they want? What what other choice is that? So we have to pay them more and make, have a little, we have to spend a little bit more, or we get no money because right. everybody just fucked off. Right. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> From uh, a business sense. Right. I'm surprised they didn't ask for more money sooner. Yeah. I mean, I the show's like, been number one for a few seasons now.
0: Yeah, and the, well, the last time they, I mean, this is, what, seven, six, five, and that they were getting three hundred fifty thousand an episode for seasons five through seven. That's kind of low. I was kind of surprised that they got that little. I thought they got more than that. But yeah, I mean, now it's like shit. We're probably not going to go after ten unless we're like you know, two and a half men. That's <laughs> just fucking never end. Um, so, but yeah, good for them. Yeah. So... I have no problem with other people making money, unlike some people online. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I know. It's, it, 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 I think everybody... If someone's successful, great. Yeah. Good for them. Sometimes I'm confused as to why some people are making money. But Kardashian. I don't hate them for... It. Yeah, I mean, I don't hate them for... It. Fuck it. I hate you the know. people
0: that make them successful. Those are the people I hate.
1: <laughs> you mean the the people of the country? <laughs> yeah, the
0: people that go ahead and buy Yeah, Kim Kardashian's Hollywood game.
1: Yeah, or they know... Um, they know, like, every intricate detail of the Kardashians. But if you ask them, like, who discovered America? Who? <laughs> huh? Exactly. fucking <It's> stupid. Anyway. <laughs> speaking of something kind of dumb. Let's be up front. And I know I'm going to get some hate on this, too. Because as soon as you say 9-11, you're, you're, you're... The default, if you're in America, I don't know how it is everywhere else. The default is to be solemn. Shut the fuck up. Don't say anything. But... Sometimes we need to say a little truth. It seems the upcoming Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie can't get away from controversy. First, everyone was upset about the new film ruining their childhood memories, and now the latest Australian promotional poster is causing an uproar from fans. Paramount Australia posted the new poster on Facebook and Twitter with the caption, Check out the official poster for hashtag# TMNT in cinema September eleventh so the September, the release date in Australia is September eleventh. It's not August eighth like it is in the states. Um, the new film is released yeah, I just said that. I always fucking do that. <laughs> <laughs> the image has uh, has been taken down though. Um, and we have it on the website. you You can see uh the poster. Um, And as you can see from the, the poster, the turtles are jumping from an explosion on a rooftop. It seems this image reminds others about the Twin Towers attack a bit too much. Paramount has issued an apology to the rap. The apology is as follows. We are deeply sorry to have used that artwork for the marketing materials promoting the September 11th opening in Australia. Combining that image and date was a mistake. We intended no offense and have taken immediate action to discontinue its use. Um... It is safe to say that Paramount wasn't purposely trying to upset people by oh, making fun that. of the 9 11 attack. Yeah. Um, the poster depicts an action scene in a country other than the United States. Because even if it's Paramount, oh, Paramount's an American company, it's Paramount Australia, though. The office in Australia is the one that made the decision. Right. Um, when I first saw this image, the thought of the Twin Towers attack didn't come to my mind until I read the negative comments in regards to the image. I think people need to spend less time looking for a problem and work on things that may actually be problems. So first and foremost, I'm not undermining the 9-11 attacks. I mean, I was, I was a, in high school at the time. I'm from not New York City. I'm from Boston. I feel, I feel very close to New England, and, um, and it was a horrifying time. But it was also a long time ago, and that doesn't mean that we need to forget. Definitely not. But attributing, attributing it to every single thing you see is is a little ridiculous? Is, doesn't that mean the terrorists won anyway? Is it their they're terrorists are trying to instill terror into you? So if you get upset at every little thing, like just get over it. You got four mutant fucking ninja turtles jumping from a building. It has nothing to do with the September September 11th attacks. And the only reason people made that that connection is because it happened to be released on September 11th. Well, it's a day. It's not going to go anywhere. Well, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I just think a little too much.
0: Well, let me, let me tell you why you're wrong. Um, mm-hmm. No, I'm just kidding.
1: Um, let me tell you why you're wrong. America, America, America.
0: <laughs> America. No, um, I, I, I personally think it's stupid. I, I did I saw this and I was like, oh. And then I read it and I was like, oh, Australia. Australia, it didn't happen there.
1: Yeah, if, and that's not if, to if, say...
0: If this was released here in the States... That would be a different story. I would kind of get it. Yeah, yeah I'd be like, ooh, yeah, you know, and you're hanging it on the, you know, Empire State Building or something like that. i like,
1: ooh,
0: dude, <laughs> maybe not, on. dude. Uh,
1: but see, the thing, and that you doesn't have one mean job, right? <laughs> that doesn't mean that Australians don't care about things that happen outside of Australia, right. but it's not in their general culture to think about that all the time.
0: Now, I, I personally think because it was released on Facebook and Twitter, I. <sighs> Generally, think that it was mostly American audiences that got offended by it, knowing that they would never see that here, because Paramount in the states would be like, "Yeah, no, we're not doing that there."
1: No, the the poster, the promotional posters for America are completely different. Yeah,
0: so I I, I just I, think, I don't know. Man. I, I I I understand the, 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 the I understand the the idea behind it, but the fact that it wasn't here, excuse me, it's in Australia. It would be like in New Zealand nobody would really care you know it's just this kind of thing happening so yeah I... yeah I'm,
1: I'm I'm looking at the american posters we we get most of the uh the individual turtles yeah. posters and then our main poster was the one where it had they just took all four of the individual ones and put them side by side
0: speaking of which um did you see the latest trailer for, um i was watching the latest trailer and is what's his name actually playing shredder or not
1: Cause... No, I don't think he is. I think he he just made the suit.
0: Yeah, because like I see like there was a there was a thing where he says I made your suit better or something like that, and I was like, what?
1: See, okay. I think I, it's either it's someone else that's shredder, or they're just trying to make us think it's someone else that's shredder. Because the, the thing the thing that that kind of did bug me, and this only bugged me, I always think of um I always think of our friend uh, Patrick. In uh-huh. situations like this, you have you have roles that are Asian right. roles, and and they cast a white dude in them. Like, I don't think they're intentionally trying to disrespect the entire Asian community, but there are plenty of quality Asian actors. If the dude who played Shredder is supposed to be Asian, right? Then cast an Asian actor. Like, don't yeah. be a dick. You That's, know what I mean? Like, like and we're, I, we're I always. <laughs> I always think of Patrick. Like, well, one, he's an actor and he's Asian, but also because he he made a he made a Facebook post about that, pretty detailing, and I didn't even realize it was like that. And then when he when he was saying it, I started to think back to a couple movies, and I'm like, shit, they do do that shit. Yeah, you know, it's just I don't know, I don't know why they do that. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So that makes me even a little more concerned <laughs> about the movie. Then I will see. I think, and I've I've read some of the. Uh, the reviews from the critics and they and they're basically just saying it's a fun movie bring your kids but they're not it's not fucking breaking any but ba- <laughs> breaking any boundaries you know what i mean yeah um,
0: like, like everybody's wondering how it's gonna hold up in week two of guardians of the galaxy i i honestly if if the momentum keeps going i think guardians is gonna get it again
1: i no, i think um, i think it's it's first um turtles first weekend outs so are gonna get second place i i don't think they should have been this close to guardians yeah no one should be the it's any Marvel movie. No one should be that close to it. Oh yeah. Cuz everyone's going to want to go see Guardians again. Yeah. But they do have the strength of having the kid audience too. Cuz Guardians of the Galaxy while well, kids will like it, it's not a movie that parents I think would would be like, "Oh, I have to take my kids to see that." It's not Spider-Man, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. It's it's a more obscure group. Um well, not obscure anymore, but right. more obscure group. and 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 through the trailer you can tell that they're they're more being you know they're outlaws first and more adult you know stuff like that but but. they've
0: got a talking raccoon (laughs) (laughs) i can't believe i'm being i'm I'm being ordered by a hamster
1: (laughs) i like his little oh fuck i can't even get into it dude i don't want to ruin it it's too soon dude yeah Uh, all
0: right uh gone into gaming news In a time when game developers are constantly claiming that game sales are stagnant, it makes you wonder what the methodology is behind subscription services uh, that encourage people not to purchase a game, but to play as many games uh, from one developer for an unlimited amount of time. Electronic Arts has announced that they have launched a beta subscription service that will allow people to play some of their biggest games. EA Access, which has been launched um, to selected users, Uh, Last week is a subscription service that allows subscribers a chance to play some of EA's best games for a starting price of $4.99 a month to $29.99 for the year The new service is available for only Xbox One owners and will not be available on other platforms EA Access will quote, quote quote launch for everyone on Xbox One soon the subscription will give users access to the vault which will have unlimited access to a collection of games as long as they remain a member. During the beta, you will access four titles, FIFA 14, Madden, NFL 25, Pegel 2, and Battlefield 4. However, the company claims more will be added soon. Another benefit to the early access will allow subscribers to play trials of upcoming games like Dragon Age Inquisition and the current year's sports title for up to five days before the launch date. Plus, they will knock off 10% when you buy a game through the Xbox One Game Store. This, will, this is something we've never done before, and we're excited to share, share it with you, the company says. This is, like an, uh, this is like an odd service, given that companies like EA and Activision do not like game, um, services like Gamefly, which prevents people from buying their games. Collecting $5 each month for a selected amount of games seems a bit weak. Not, uh, now, if you're offering their entire vault... Then I would say that may be a better deal, but until then, I recommend hanging out until it exits beta and their games expand. Um, it sounds like PlayStation, the PlayStation Store, but yeah, it's it's and Sony is, has come out and said that they've actually the reason they passed on it is because they said they didn't have any value for the consumer, which kind of is like, well, yeah, they're offering that, but then Sony has the PlayStation now, which is coming out and it's basically going to be kind of the same thing so you know obviously it makes sense that they wouldn't microsoft doesn't have shit
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but uh you know I, I don't know it just seems a bit odd, especially with ea ea doesn't have i mean they have a lot of sports games but people get tired of the sports games
1: mm, well the benefit of having the sports franchises is you have a built-in fan base that will constantly buy your new shit yeah um but you have to keep you have to keep the momentum of quality up too. Yeah. But, and and but the
0: thing is, is that you know, but people, but having that, ha- see what what happens, and this is what I see as a problem is, you have somebody that loves the FIFA franchise. All right, I'll rent it, you know, for whatever and play the yeah. game until I'm done. And because I have, I pay for ninety-nine. I can play it each time, but I won't buy it. If you buy it, then you have it. Then you sell it back for little, <laughs>
1: for next <laughs> to
0: nothing back to GameStop. Right. You know. It's just—it just seems a little weird.
1: There's a lot in this world that seems a little weird.
0: It's true. <sighs> like you.
1: Yeah. You know. uh. <laughs> Fuck yourself, right? <laughs> Hurt my feelings. Um, you have to love when someone promises you something. No, you don't. If you <laughs> shut up, <laughs> you have to love if someone promises you something if you do something for them first, then pulls out when you cover your own end of the bargain. Um, this is the case with the greenlight approved game stained uh, developer real access has announced they will no longer be giving out steam keys for players that purchase the game as part of a bundle Stained was featured in the Indie Royals debut three bundle last year and real access promised those who purchased that bundle would receive a steam key for stained once the game was greenlit um, the Indie Royal bundles are created for this for this very purpose, and organizers of the bundle add, quote, Developers have almost always provided Steam keys for Indie Royal games that have subsequently been greenlit and then appears appeared on Steam. Um, the reason Real Access is giving for the change in heart is declining sales, claiming the company only made $3,000 in revenue off the bundle. Their quote, um, the game is not selling at all, and there is no hope. A real Access representative explained. I think we are already doomed, so we are abandoning the process of distributing the keys. We will continue to do what is required to make the living to make the living and provide support to game. I don't know where he's quoting from. Shit. Um, Support to game related questions twice a week. Only twice a week. Um, if you really love this game, you should consider buying it on Steam. Else, I think you already had your share of enjoyment when you purchased the game via IR bundle for 50 cents. Um, well, the reason Relax is is giving makes sense, it doesn't stop the fact that a promise is a promise. When you make a deal with a community of people and they support you, you're supposed to come through. Actions like this aren't forgotten easily, and if Real Axis is planning on making a profit off of a different game in the future, it surely will be an uphill battle. Mm. Um, I'll never buy from fucking Real Axis. Or support their shit before it comes out. And that's the problem with this green light thing. Like, Most of the time it's cool. You know what I mean? But every once in a while, you're you're getting these people that just fuck it up, and they'll they'll blame Steam. They're like, "Well, why don't you?" It's like, Steam can't predict the fucking future, right? You know, if they come up, I have this game, I have all this done, I'm working on it right now. Steam's like, "Okay, well, it looks or Valve, I'm sorry, it looks good." You know, let's let's uh, let's greenlight it, and then it gets voted on by people, right? And then it gets greenlit, and then if they decide to just bugger off. There's nothing you can really do about it. It's always a risk. But these people, and especially that bullshit explanation, like, maybe you should consider, we're not making money. Maybe you should consider buying it. Like, yo, go fuck yourself. You should have known that off the bat. I mean, the bundle's only 50 cents each.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? From what this is saying. So it's like, why? I don't know. Wow. Fuck, fuck, relaxes. Lazy Geeks official. Yeah.
0: Fuck, relaxes. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. That's bullshit, dude. Yeah. Uh, promise promises a promise dude. you promise to give out give it out give it out don't don't be a bitch
1: it goes for the ladies too <laughs>
0: <laughs> you promise to give it up give it
1: up <laughs> he promises a promise don't be fucking bullshitting me i don't have time for it i'm a grown man all right <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit all
0: right moving into comic book news um no matter how much Sony is trying to make these comic book movies work, they, uh, they as well as Fox are behind the, the eight ball. Since Marvel still has what many people in the fandom consider B-list comic book characters, they managed to pull off a of successes that no one truly considered up to this point. Um, if you want an example, just check out this weekend's box office for their Guardians of the Galaxy film, which was based on a cult classic comic book series. Yep. Nevertheless, Sony releases... Um, releases that they're uh, or realizes that they're that they have a problem with their singular amazing spider-man franchise which has been completely shuffled around we were supposed to see an amazing spider-man 3 in 2016 but that has been pushed back until 2018 with uh with their other movies on the slate they need to increase their franchise but what can they do they can create a solo project for a female lead Sony has announced that they will be producing a female-centric film, which is being planted um, in the 2017 release date. No details have been announced as to who the character will be, but many people on the internet have limited it down to Black Cat, Sable, or Spider-Woman. Some sites are mentioning the success of Lucy as a reason for their interest, which I disagree most profoundly Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy was probably the biggest influence. Many observers were watching this one closely as this was Marvel's biggest gamble yet. I suspect that the financial response to this film was a major factor when announcing the film. Uh, As as we can see, Sony does not have a true long-term plan for these these films, which is behind Fox and far behind Marvel. Sony has the belief that they could bring in new characters to freshen the franchise. and maybe Spider-Man 3 could be bigger if they bring her character on board that film. People will say that Sony is giving a female characters their due, which is true, but it's not for the love of the female characters. It is due to the limited options that they have for a franchise. While I would love a black cat movie. I think the next film will probably be Spider-Woman. Um, mm. One thing that, that I, one thing I have to say though, because I know that comment will probably get people to think I'm, I'm a misogynistic asshole. One, I am two. Uh, <laughs> I, I truly believe that you can have a successful female comic book movie, but it has to be the right one. It has as, it, to be as the, the right first game. one, as the, as the first, first one, one has. To be. Yeah, the first one has to be a, the right one. The, the reason being is because, and everybody's gun shy. Even Warner Brothers is gun shy about a Wonder Woman movie. The problem with it is because they, there's the, the there is that conception that you know they like the guy movies that are the girls part of the guys but the problem is is that when movie studios decide to do a female comic book character they do the wrong
1: one yep
0: or they do a character that could be awesome and they fuck it up completely catwoman prime example
1: and honestly i don't think catman needs to have her own movie to be complete even if they did it right it's just not that kind of character yeah. Now, if you want to do a sirens movie, mm. I could see that working because now you have a, you have a, three of them, right? Right? You know what I mean? And it's just an excuse to get Harley Quinn on the screen. But I mean, it's it's <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I just don't think that Catwoman. I don't know.
0: I mean, you can even do a Birds of Prey.
1: You can do a Birds of Prey style. Got, that would be dope. Yeah,
0: got Oracle, and then uh, you know, it, it, and all of them, and that brings in a group of women, which would be cool. To see, I think, but I don't know. I just, uh, because the problem is, is that to be honest, there are some female characters that are awesome in the comic book. The problem is, is that not everybody's that familiar with them, but I I think that's to a lesser, lesser uh, point than can you do it right in one film? You know, and, and, and strong is the casting and whoever gets it. And, and I have to believe I truly, truly have to believe that Sony will probably blow it, Um, given what they're doing with the Spider-Man series. Uh, I think the best movie will probably come out of Marvel.
1: I I agree with that. I mean, we've talked about this before. And I think the new Spider-Man movies are good, but they could be so much better. Oh, Yeah. They, I mean, if you if you integrated Spider-Man into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, oh man, the sky's the fucking limit, dude. Oh, absolutely, dude. Yeah, but uh, hanging out in Sony's little Marvel-esque universe, <laughs> they don't even mix him up with the fucking X-Men. They like, do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's it's just fail. I think Sony's failing them. Yeah. On a lot and, of accounts.
0: And and I, I yeah I tr- I truly think that and the fact that they rebooted the series really quickly and um. Deadline had this whole big spread on it talking about how they're hearing that the Venom movie is going to be Venom Carnage which would be
1: interesting. Mm, uh
0: but they've done it
1: in the books, but I mean it's there's so many better fucking stories to pull from.
0: Yeah. And that that's they're like, "Oh, where well, they're pushing the Amazing Spider-Man 3 off, could they be rebooting?" No, they're not going to reboot. They're not going to change it up. Andrew, Andrew Garfield has one more movie on his contract. I doubt they're going to let them go without a movie. But I think they're giving themselves a little more time to realize what didn't work in the second one.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: And they need to really kind of figure out what they need to do, and especially if they're going to work all these other movies in. They need to figure out what the hell's going to happen.
1: Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I I think I think that a big part, I mean, a big, I mean, the decisions that Sony makes with these characters that they have from Marvel are kind of shitty sometimes. But I think the biggest drawback is that they don't have full access to the full Marvel universe. Right. So they they're they're limited on what they can do, and 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 just just treating Spider-Man as like he's the only hero in New York makes sure. no sense to me.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, as a comic book, comic book reader, like I'm sitting here going, no one's here to help him. Right. So they can't do anything super big.
0: And in the comic books, who's one of his biggest um, closest friends? Johnny Storm.
1: Johnny Storm. He's he's good friends with Iron Man too. Right, right. Um, the right. Fantastic, fantastic Four. Spider Man's been in everybody's fucking book. Oh yeah. He had a Howard the Duck crossover book. <laughs> okay, he's been. Everyone has been in a Spider Man book, and he's <laughs> been in almost everybody else's book. Speaking and it, of
0: Howard the Duck.
1: Oh motherfucker! You don't even know. All right. <laughs> let me pop this open because i accidentally closed it all right (laughs) before i get too far into this i just want to let everyone know there is a spoiler for guardians of the galaxy in this article um also if you have been able to avoid this particular spoiler for this long uh so far you're an impressive individual (laughs) um howard the duck has a special place in my fandom for comic books i've always loved the character and thought and thought uh, he got the short end of the stick due to an awful movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, first yeah, George debu- Lucas. <laughs> yeah. first, deb- first debuting in 1973 in Adventures into Fear number 19 uh, with Man-Thing, uh, Howard Howard also... Oh, Jesus, I don't know what I'm doing. Howard always had a sharp wit and never shied away from letting humanity know about its shortcomings. For a long time now, the character has been out of print with the, the last trade, Howard the Duck Omnibus, Um, being out of print for some time and going for $300 $300 and $400 online uh, currently. That's all changed, however, with with printing for the book starting up again, comicbook.com confirms. A brand new copy will run you $100, and it includes all the classic stories. Adventure in Fear number 19, Man-Thing number 1, Giant Size Man-Thing 4 to 5, Howard the Duck 1 through 33, uh, Marvel Treasury Edition number 12, and Marvel Team-Up number 96 are all there. This isn't every comic book the character has been in, but it's all the major storylines. The 2007 and 2008 edition has also been added to the digital store as well, for those that have sworn off paper. Um, with the addition to the current Marvel Cinematic Universe, Howard the Duck is relevant again, albeit in... Not in any real capacity quite yet. Guardians of the Galaxy, in my opinion, was the perfect vessel for the character to show up. And now that he's free of the collector's collection, who knows where he'll go from here. time so Marvel redeems the character for its 1986 cinematic failings and shows everyone what Howard really is all about. So... And put some things in perspective for people who haven't seen the movie. Now, this is only ruining – this is only a spoiler for the end credit scene. It really has nothing to do with the film, which is why I don't care. Um, <laughs> so as I said, he's in the end credit scene really quick. Howard yeah. the Duck, brand-new Howard the Duck. Um, has no – absolutely no connection with the movie whatsoever other than just being there and being in the collector's collection. Right. Um, Howard the Duck came out in 1973. Okay. And his biggest thing was he was from Duck World, which is an alternate dimension Earth. It's not another planet somewhere else. And the problem is, is the the '86 movie changed everything mm. because they didn't think comic book movies were important back then. So Duck World is Earth. It's just in a in, in a in a version, a different universe where um, uh, ducks became sentient instead of apes. Um, man thing in one of his comics was doing this whole crossing through different realities mm. and accidentally grabbed mm. Howard the Duck. Howard the Duck has no special powers whatsoever. He's a normal he'd be like a normal man. He's just a duck. Right. Um, the, thing about, the thing about Howard the Duck and the whole reason why Marvel had the character and why it was so important, especially in the 70s you have to think about what was going on. Mm. It was a social commentary um howard the duck storylines were usually really silly but if you really read between the lines they were um they were commenting on what was currently going on politically and and um, a lot of it's still true today of course because nothing really changes (laughs) um everything was good that it was he was always a cult favorite um he never was like he wasn't fucking spider-man popular or anything like that but he was he was a big deal then comes 1986 so 1986 comes and they they do this movie. Now, the first failing of the movie is they made Howard Duck look like someone different. Um, <laughs> reason being, and it's kind of funny and ironic now, Disney threatened to sue because the comic book likeness of Howard the Duck looked too much like Donald the Duck. Right. Um, which, as you can see, or as Steve can see, here, anyone who's seen the end credit, Howard the Duck now looks like Howard the Duck again. He's even in the same red suit that he debuted in in right. 1973. Because guess um, what?
0: My disney, disney don't give a fuck yeah
1: <laughs> so um they had to dramatically change him for the movie um he he first landed on earth in florida because that's where man thing is in the movie it was what was it fucking since or something weird i don't know um everything in that movie was wrong pretty much now i have told on this podcast i told steve i love that movie It's one of my favorite movies. But the reason why it's, there's two reasons why it's one of my favorite movies. One, it's the closest I'll ever see to one of my favorite comic book characters being on the screen. And two, it is the perfect example of everything not to do with a comic book character. (laughs) Literally, every fucking line and scene is exactly the opposite of what you need to do to bring a comic book character to the screen. They completely fucked it up. Um, Another thing that they did too, and this is the biggest thing, is that. Um and it, it, there's there's an issue of uh, with Howard the Duck. It's, a, it's it's actually a more recent one, but it's a Howard the Duck Spider-Man crossover issue. Um and Howard the Duck is being brainwashed and Spider-Man's trying to snap him out of it. And Spider-Man directly referencing the movie if you really read it. He says um, you know, a lot of people think that just being grumpy or being uh crabby makes you intelligent, but it's not that. Smart makes you smart. And that's where the movie failed. The movie didn't focus on Howard the Duck was smart because he is—he's incredibly intelligent and very socially aware. They just made him crabby all the fucking time and pissed off that he was on Earth, which just made him sound like a prick. Right. Which was still funny, but it didn't—it didn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all I really have to say, and and I've <laughs> I've. <laughs> I, and the reason why, and I told Steve, he's like, oh, what did you think? And I was like, I didn't laugh at the scene because I think it's too important. And only because this is showing, even if they don't do anything with it, that Marvel is aware that Howard the Duck exists. Right. They are aware that he's not some fucking weird douchebag from an 86 movie. And they gave him his due. He had yeah. one line. He looked like a cool dude who's sipping on a fucking martini. Yeah.
0: Why, do you and they that, even... why do you let that dog lick you?
1: Oh yeah, Cosmo. The I the <laughs> and then um, the thing I like to do—they put a little, they put a little uh, words on the screen saying who the creator was, yeah, just kind it. of remind everybody. And um, he's now officially in the Marvel universe. Even just to be officially in the current Marvel universe oh, is yeah. enough respect for me. You know, I mean, it's it, it's that was a big deal character. And, and I like that Marvel isn't just being all oh, we got to forget about that travesty. No, fuck that. George Lucas fucked him up. Right. Not, you know, and, and a lot of other stuff, but too. But if you but... look
0: at it, too, I mean, when Marvel did the whole fear itself um, a couple years ago, they brought back in a Howard the Duck because Man-Thing was affected by it. And Howard the Duck was brought in to help. Yeah,
1: because he's he's like best friends with Man-Thing.
0: Yeah. And and went in there to try to help man thing out. So it's like Marvel's never shied away from that character. It's always been what George Lucas and those guys did that fucked it up.
1: Yeah. And in the no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh,
0: I was just saying. And it was actually really cool too, because when I was in the theater listening to it, I heard so many kids, little kids, going Howard the Duck. Yeah. And they knew it, and it was just oh my of... kids,
1: my kids love Howard the Duck, the movie. Oh yeah. They know it's stupid. Yeah. But they they just think it's goofy. Yeah. yeah.
0: But what's what's and and to me to know how important this is to Adam is, one Christmas I gave him the DVD <laughs> of Howard the Duck, and and it was the one moment that I I really I saw Adam kind of like.
1: <laughs> you know it's you know it's funny. Well, I didn't know it was on DVD at that point too. Yeah. The, the thing that's funny and and I I say this to people and I I mean it completely. I'll say, oh yeah. Howard the Ducks one of my favorite movies. You think that's a good movie? No, it's a fucking horrible movie. Should have never been made. Right. It's because it is an example of what not to fucking do.
0: Yeah.
1: In the purest form, you know, and and I really think that um, and that's the problem too, because it, this is '86 was kind of a long time ago in yeah. movie terms, and you still I see online, you know, when they're talking about it, people are like, why is Howard the Duck there? Like, and they only think about the movie. Everyone yeah. has that that movie erased him. Yeah from the general consensus from the com- comic books because people stopped buying his comics after that movie. Oh yeah. You know, so it's it's kind of it's kind of lame. But yeah, but, I, it, but uh, if
0: there's anybody that's going to give it any sorts of any sort of gravitas or any way of saying this is how he should be, it's going to be Marvel.
1: And I'm just happy that Marvel is doing something.
0: That's cool you know, though. It it's, it it really is something for those like saying, "Hey, we didn't forget
1: there's some people going, oh, I don't like the end scene because they always have an end scene that leads into the next movie, and this one doesn't lead in. Why do you automatically assume Howard the Duck isn't going to be in the next movie? Yeah, He might be. They might throw him in there. They might,
0: he might be in the sequel, the Guardians of the Galaxy sequel.
1: If there's any team where he would fit in, hmm. it's, it's fucking Guardians, Guardians of, the of the Galaxy. That's <laughs> <Such> a weird host.
0: <laughs> uh, well I look around here, I see a bunch of losers. And I mean people that lost something. People lost something. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, all right. Moving on into technology news. Uh, this week there was a milestone in gaming technology. The original Game Boy turned 25 this week. Unfortunately, they were the only uh the only way you could play some of those old games was either <laughs> to use an emulator or buy it on the 3DS in the 3DS eShop. Well, this is. This is short of getting the original, uh, well, that is short of getting the original device. But if you have an Android device, you're probably well aware that there are various emulators. IOS, u- iOS users, not jailbroken, could only dream of it, but not anymore. If you're an Apple user, then you need to familiarize yourself with GBA for iOS. Uh, clever name, right? The company is using a loophole in Apple's app installation system. This emulator can be used for any iOS device for free. Of course, there's a trick that you need to do with the device is set the device's date back a single day and that's it you can download the app directly from the gba for ios website according to various reports it claims that uh, that to be the most polished gba emulator of any platform and will fill uh uh, Boy advance Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Support, as well as accelerated speed, multiple and locked save states, of course, customizable skins, and Dropbox sync for saves between multiple devices. And this is the kicker. It even takes advantage of some of iOS's features, including AirPlay streaming. No shit. Yeah. So there are some people out there that would love to use an emulator on an iOS device without having to jailbreak it. Not to mention the legal gray area in regards to emulators has always been uh, has always been a death blow to emulators on the iOS devices. However, with the ease of use installation, it'll be it'll be fun for anyone. Later this summer, a 2.1 update will be released, which will include multiplayer support via Bluetooth, Wi-Fi Direct.
1: I love this new fucking technology, man. Everything's mm-hmm. like it's just it's, it's the shit. Everything old is new again. Exactly. <sighs> Moving right along, because I don't you know, think St- Steve you know, has you know, anything you know. to add. <laughs> um, there's nothing quite like new gaming tech. Uh, not only do PC gamers get some of the most advanced peripherals around, they can be the nicest looking ones as well. Uh, Logitech, a major player in PC gaming, also my favorite um, in gaming, PC gaming, um, has revealed their latest creation, the G402 Hyperon Fury gaming mouse. Motherfucker.
0: I just got hurt.
1: Yeah. Logi- <laughs> Logitech Logitech claims the G402 is the fastest mouse of its kind and is able to track 500 inches per second with the use of its 32-bit onboard ARM processors. Fucking mouse.
0: Almost the circumference of my dick.
1: Pretty much. The mouse also features an accelerometer and a gyroscope, all resting on low-friction feet. This mouse is designed for speed... Um... is what I'm trying to say here. (laughs) (laughs) Of course, what's a gaming mouse without the ability to change the default settings? And the G402 doesn't disappoint in this respect. There are a total of four DPI settings to choose from, as well as a fifth setting that can be squeezed out of the mouse using the Logitech software. That's a range of 240 DPI to 4,000 DPI, which should cover all your gaming needs. The mouse also features a total of eight buttons that are completely customizable. While this isn't the most buttons we've seen on a Logitech mouse, I myself have the G600, which has a full 10 key on the thumb. Um, it is plenty for FPS gamers, uh, which is the target crowd. Because the, the G600 is for MMO players, so you need more buttons. Um, I'm also just crazy. Uh, watch out for the G402 Hyperon Fury to hit store shelves in the US and Europe in August. And it's here for a comfortable $60. And uh, that's actually a damn good price for a mouse like this. Um, Logitech, I've... How much? And St- 60 bucks. Wow. Um, Steve, Steve knows that I've gone through a lot of gaming, PC gaming peripherals, because I'm always trying to find, like, the perfect one. And I've settled on Logitech. Like, that's the only brand that I can just 100% trust. Their shit lasts forever. You know, so, I mean, and, I mean, the, their one downside where they did looked kind of office-like for so long, but their gaming right. shit's starting to look clean as fuck. You know, so, get it done.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know, Adam. That was, like, the first time Adam sent me the, the picture of that, and he's like, look at that sexy thing. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, all right, well. Many times, people, companies, or someone does something straight up. That straight up bitch. This is a section of the podcast called "This Week's This Bitch." This Week's This Bitch is uh, Union Street Guesthouse. Uh, this article comes to us from Ars Technica, and apparently, recognizing that rest. Restaurants and hotels can live and die by their online ratings. The Union Street Guesthouse in Hudson, New York, included a table-turning clause in their reservation policy. If you book an event at the hotel and a member of your party posts a negative review, the hotel will fine you five hundred dollars.
1: Freedom of speech, yeah. my ass. Yeah, let me repeat
0: that again. The hotel will fine you five hundred dollars. Uh, It initially reported by Page Six News, the events and wedding page of the hotel's website contained the following language. If you have booked the inn for a wedding or other type of event anywhere in the region and given us a deposit of any kind for guests to stay at USGH, USGH, there will be a $500 fine that will be deducted from your deposit for any negative review of USGH placed on on any internet site by anyone In your party and or attending your wedding or event if you stay here to attend a wedding if you stay there here to attend a wedding anywhere in the area or and leave us a negative review on an internet on any internet site you agree to the $500 fine uh, for each for each negative review uh, it's unclear when they decide- the decidedly anti-customer clause was added to the website, which appears to be as creaky and ancient as the hotel itself apparently is. But the story blew up this morning when Page Six News uh, published the report of the clause. The story was echoed by BGR and Yahoo News before finally landing on the front page of Reddit. You know you've gone somewhere when you're on the front page of Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the Union Street guest house quickly backpedaled, posting the statement on its Facebook page. The policy regarding wedding fines was put on our site as a tongue-in-cheek response to a wedding many years ago. It was meant to be taken down long ago and certainly was never enforced. No amount of Facebook spin is going to fix the damage, though. Once the news escaped, the Union guest house, uh, Street Guesthouse Yelp page quickly became a war zone. Uh, while the story was being prepared, the number of reviews jumped from seven, 575 to 757, and a mass majority were decidedly negative. Uh, some examples are how was um, how's that review policy Uh, review policy working out for you guys. Uh, Another one said, LOL. (laughs) And uh, the San Francisco magazine ran a long form piece last week on the complex relationship between businesses and Yelp with San Francisco chef Jeff Mason, summarizing that Yelp, the Yelp game is like this. You're in a, you're in it, whether you want to be or not. And what's so frustrating, even a minuscule number of negative reviews can disproportionately, largely, Uh, Is largely detrimental effect on your business's margin. And it's easy to see why the Union Street Guest House might want to try to be proactive in preventing negative reviews from happening in the first place. Unfortunately for the hotel, it's running into a variation of problems faced by other businesses that try to stifle bad reviews. And the uh, harder a business tries to track down, the angrier the masses get. Um, So... (laughs) Uh, yeah, good idea on trying to uh, punish people for having a negative review, even if it's an honest one, um, doesn't work out quite well. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I think um, anybody that does that is and and let's be honest, if somebody goes ahead and charges you that, one, you have a good legal reason because that that does stifle freedom of speech, but also, you can call your bank or your credit card company and then just say, "Hey, you know what? they charged me this erroneous charge, I want it back." And then, yeah, and'll they have to give it to you back.
1: Well, what it is to it, that's just bad for business. Like, yeah. if you get a ne if, it's okay to get a negative review, but you're supposed to be constructive about it. Right. Figure out what the negative review is for and fix the problem. Right. You know, and then sometimes you get bullshit negative reviews you can just ignore. But to, to fine people, like, I don't work <laughs> for you, dick. Exactly. You know, you can't charge me for saying something. America.
0: <laughs> exactly. This is what people should be fe- um, pissed off about. Not a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle posters in Australia.
1: See? Pick your battles, people. Exactly. Moving on to something a lot cooler, though. Um, now, Guardians of the Galaxy fever is currently in full swing, uh, especially with the lazy geeks. Um, <laughs> now, I'm going to read this article from uh, oh, our epic person. Oh, am I supposed to read the little tag that you put?
0: Yes, yeah, you, you I'm, can. I'm sorry. You can if you want. It's up to you.
1: In this, in this douchebag so existence. Hold on, it's real deep. In this douchebag existence we call life, there are moments when humanity does something that is simply epic. This is a spot we call. Hashtag epic. You spelt out hashtag? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Makes it a little more classy, I guess. Yeah. Moving on from or making shift fun of three. Steve. Or shift three. Or shift three. Shift three <laughs> epic. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Chris Pratt, a uh, person who played Star-Lord, in Guardians of the Galaxy is our epic. I'm going to read this article from uh, Film Drunk. That's where we're at, right? No, we're at Uproxx. Uproxx.com. Um If you missed Chris Pratt's co- cover feature interviewing, interview in the July 18th issue of Entertainment Weekly, in which he slammed shots of Jack with the reporter while discussing how he was discovered by Ray Don Chong, it's definitely a must-read that reveals a fun-loving guy who is genuinely thankful for all of his recent success all of that success continued this past weekend on his promotional tour for guardians of the galaxy as a man behind star lord was the guest of honor at brickyard 400 on sunday um before he and zoe saldania rang the bell at the new york stock exchange that's when you know you made it like, why are you even at the new york stock exchange <laughs> <laughs> um but but it's what happened in between those two events that confirmed that Pratt is one of the coolest guys on the planet. Last night, Disney and the New York Daily News teamed up with Variety, the chil- what? With Variety, the children's charity of New York, um, and Children of Promise for a special screening of Guardians of the Galaxy for 250 kids. After the movie was over, Pratt surprised the kids with some words of inspiration about his own struggles growing up, and then he did the unthinkably cool and stayed until he'd taken a selfie with every single kid in the theater. So he says, here's a quote, I think you're all awesome. Take it from a kid who grew up having no money, struggling hard to get by. Just know that if you stick to your path and you believe in yourself and be courageous enough to be yourself, you can grow up and be your own Star-Lord. And Then he went on to take questions from the audience, talking about stunt work. It was pretty athletic, and I always played sports growing up. Anyone here play sports? It was kind of cool. Like if you watch the video, he all talk. He's like talking to the audience and shit. Oh, yeah. um, that was something I really loved when I was a kid. It was a lot like that. So the main this the main takeaway from this is like, first of all, he wasn't even invited to this event. Right. Like they didn't they didn't pay him to be. He just showed up. Yeah. And um, I was also reading an article earlier today that he admitted that he stole um, his costume. <laughs> when they were first filming the movie, and this was before he knew it was going to be a huge success or whatever, but he said that he said that um, if the movie was a success, he took the costume because if the movie was a success, he wanted to be able to visit like you know underprivileged kids or, oh, right. or like the Make-A-Wish Foundation or anything like that if they wanted to meet him. And then he said that he says all the movie success and you know promotional tours that doesn't re- really mean anything. You know what really means something is if he can he can do stuff like that. I'm like this motherfucker making us all look bad, dude. Like <laughs> super pimp. I'm 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 fully I'm fully on board with fucking Chris Pratt right now, dude.
0: He's he sold it like that movie just like it it really showed him as kind of like a little bit like you know people were comparing him to like Han Solo, and he was kind of that way because he was cool he was. Kind of goofy, willing to just kind of do whatever. But at the same time, he could be charming. He could be a scoundrel. He can, you know, do the action scenes. You know, it, it, it turned, he just had that fine balance of everything. Yeah. And, <laughs> look, I'm distracted. Uh, dance off. Here. And then he sends it to Gamora, and Gamora's like, no. And he's like, take it back.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Too much. Too much. <laughs> I mean, yeah, his his acting, he really got to display some acting skills. Um, in the movie, of course, cause he's the lead. Um, he, um, but just his, his presence outside of it. I mean, he just, he's in the biggest movie right now and he looks like a human being. Yeah. You know, and most, most of the, uh, no, I'm not trying to knock them, but most of the Avengers cast can't do that. Yeah. Like they, they look like high paid actors. Yeah. You know? I mean, we have to leave Robert Downey Jr. out of it because he, he could be poor and he'd still look like a fucking superstar. The exactly. way he carries himself around. Oh yeah. But um. <laughs>
0: that Avengers panel.
1: <laughs> when he comes out and just with a suitcase. This
0: suitcase and he hits that pose, you know, all those. The look goes. of
1: conviction. <laughs> so funny.
0: Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, Chris Pratt, I'm a fan of, you know, hearing like and just hearing how he's just like, you know, I, I'm happy with all the stuff that I'm doing. I'm blessed. And, you know, it's just like he's not taking it for granted. Like, yeah, it, years of hard work, you know, it's finally paying off, you know, <laughs> we're not getting that speech.
1: Finally, people have seen my true talent. Like, <laughs> oh, God, shut up. You know, he's just he's just a cool guy. He's humble. You know, he's thankful for what he has. And, you guys, and he's trying to give back to That's What's yeah. cool.
0: And he's also on Twitter. He um, he uh, talks back with the fans. So uh, you can find Chris Pratt on, uh, on Twitter at uh it Pratt Pratt Pratt. <laughs> all one Pratt, word
1: Pratt word. Pratt. <laughs> uh
0: all right. So really quickly, because I know we're going a little long on this week's show, but I told you we had a lot to talk about.
1: And uh, we also don't give a fuck. So yeah,
0: exactly. It's our show, damn it. <laughs> if you want a shorter, get your own show.
1: Right.
0: Uh, site comments this week, uh from GB Reviews. Uh contacted us via Twitter on our podcast 155, our Comic Con podcast. So at the lazy geeks. Had fun listening to your podcast for the first time this morning. Uh, even ended it with an exclamation mark. So that's uh, so thanks for checking us out there. Um, Amador on the Dead, Deadpool leaked footage, saw it and just want this movie to come out. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh man, seriously. Um, oh, speaking of which, yeah. There's if you guys, there's some other sites that are showing the full HD render, Like the company that did all that rendering released the footage. Um, In the video, in the lower quality videos, you see the the SUVs flipping over, and there's a shot where uh, Deadpool holds up a picture or holds up a paper or picture or something like that, and he points to it. You can't really see it in the video, but if you see the HD version, it's actually a picture of Deadpool slicing off the head of of the dude. So it's actually pretty cool. It's like that made that scene so much. It's just
1: fun. an accurate depiction of what he's going to do. What's going to happen?
0: Do. Exactly. What's going to happen now?
1: This is what's going to happen, and this is you. And <laughs> you know what I love too is if if the movie's like that, they're making it like he is. Like he's so ridiculous. Like when would he have time to draw that picture? I know. And the, it, but it doesn't matter because it works when it's Deadpool.
0: And and the cool thing is if they do that, it's gonna be it's it has to be similar to Guardians because it's just gonna be that kind of out there. Kind of fun thing, you know, rich Corinthian leather.
1: Um, so it has to be an R-rated movie too. Uh,
0: well, they they think they can do it for PG-13. No,
1: no, absolutely not. A true a
0: true Deadpool movie would have to be R.
1: Do you they, know what? You have
0: to go up against the dead presidents.
1: You know, one of the funniest <laughs> one of the funniest uh, Deadpool movies I ever saw was the recent game. If if you don't want to play the game, if you don't want to play the game, just go on YouTube and someone has cut all the scenes together it's a fucking movie <laughs> and it's hilarious like the entire thing is fucking spot-on hilarious
0: I kept wanting to get that game and I just kept it just kept slipping my mind
1: the gameplay is 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 kind of a uh, a God of War kind of uh, mechanic mm-hmm. um, it's the the gunplay is really kinda of sloppy to be honest but the games it's solid I mean it's like, I would call it like a B game like it's it's something to you can get it for 20 bucks and it's cool yeah, you know, okay. but um, the comedy alone though is just so <laughs> funny, and it's cool because you have him and then the two personalities that are in his head too. Oh, yeah, and they're narrating the game. Nice. And he talks to them <laughs> at the same time. You know, uh, you really do feel like a lunatic in that fucking <laughs> game.
0: Uh, and uh, Brandy on uh Fifty Shades of Grey trailer, Spanky Spanky, oh, and uh, Andrea on Fifty Shades of Grey trailer, S and M time.
1: Oh, so, yeah, the lady's coming out.
0: <laughs> yeah, the lady's coming out talking about some stuff. So, um, All right. Before we head out, we want to remind you to comment on this podcast wherever you get the show. iTunes, the website, or Twitter, or, or Lipson. Uh, we're even on Stitcher now. So let us know how we're doing so we can sell you if you're full of shit or you actually have a point. Uh, we also have a bunch of social media too. Earlier I mentioned Tumblr. We're on Facebook, Google+, YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter. So go to the website, thelazygeeks.com, and you can get the links to all our various uh, social media havens. So that's it for another edition of the Lazy Geeks podcast. Remember, we're thinking, so you don't have to. I'm Stephen Vargas.
1: I'm Adam Riley. Still, still,
0: <laughs> still. haven't changed.
1: No. no, not yet. Anyway,
0: <laughs> so until next time, a <sighs> peace out. Yeah.